Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1, or shall I say, Stop and Go F2, because it's now time to talk about the first F2 race weekend of the year. And you know what? There's been a lot of hype around F2 this year, many calling this possibly the greatest F2 season of all time. And you know what? I think it actually lived up to the hype, but not with the drivers that we were expecting. Get into that more as we go through it. I'm going to start with a quick little talk over qualifying. I know we don't talk about qualifying, but there's a lot to talk about from that session, which affects the entire weekend. So, Kush Miney, also known as Kush Kush Miney, got pole position, but he got disqualified due to his left under tray front external strike, which is an awful crime and one which I wish no one would ever commit ever again. So, he got pole, got disqualified which then gave pole for the feature race to Formula 3 champion Gabriel Bortoleto on uh, his debut race. So great stuff there, both for the Invicta team, so great stuff for that team there. A team that didn't do too well is Prima, one of the teams who the entire eyes of the world are on, featuring Ollie Behrman and Kimi Antonelli. They apparently have not got this new car right whatsoever, which is something I discussed coming into the year, you know, with these new cars, because F2 have had the previous cars for so many years. The teams that know how to set them up know how to set them up really well. This is a new level playing field, and Prima have got it all wrong. Antonelli 17th, Behrman 18th, not a good weekend for them whatsoever. Let's go into the sprint race. And we have Jack Crawford on pole position there, with Taylor Barnard alongside in P2. On the formation lap, Dirksen can't get the car moving at all. Um, and then we have, uh, off the start, Crawford is able to get the lead and keep it. Well, he didn't get the lead, he was on pole, he kept the lead. Uh, Martins is up to P3 almost, sorry, Martins up to P2 almost immediately. O'Sullivan up to P3. Taylor Barnard had an awful start going from P2 starting to P5 by the end of the first sector. Villa Gomez further down has a puncture. Kush Miney, who of course is starting from the back after being disqualified, is up from 22nd to 17th in just one lap. Taylor Barnard by the end of the lap has gone from P2 to P10. Virtual safety car comes out. I think this was for the for the Villa Gomez uh, puncture. Amory Cordiel is off. Uh, Miata, the Super Formula champion, he had a bad start as well, losing nine places altogether. Uh, green flag lap starts on lap uh, lap three. We get a battle between Crawford and Martins for first place. Zane Maloney, who's had a fantastic weekend, went round the outside of Fittipaldi, then attacks uh, Zach O'Sullivan, and then gets up into P3. Uh, Maloney then passes O'Sullivan for P4. O'Sullivan starting the sprint on the hard compound tyres, whereas others start on the soft. So he didn't have the initial pace, but it would come to him uh, towards the end. But he's down to P4 at the minute. Then P5 as uh, uh, Fittipaldi is able to get past him. Then Hajar gets past him. Um, Zane Maloney is now all over the back of Victor Martins for P2 on lap 6 and later on that lap is able to pass him into P2 Zach O'Sullivan though not having a good time is now down to P8 being passed by Aaron and Pepe Marti on lap 7 Maloney then attacks Crawford for the lead and gets it on P8 
Uh, Collar Pinto gets a 10 second time penalty for an incorrect start position. I think that's, it must have been behind Dirksen or something. I can't quite remember that one. Uh, there's a battle for P2, though, between Martins and Crawford on lap 19. And meanwhile, uh, sorry, lap 11, not 19, uh, Paul Aron gets past Fittipaldi for P5. There was battles everywhere, all over the grid in this race. It was fantastic stuff. Antonelli may have, um, he have hit it here. So Prima haven't got a clue what they're doing, basically, in qualifying and in the sprint. And uh, on lap 11, Antonelli pits, lap 12, Behrman pits. I don't know what they were really thinking. I think they were like, well, we've stuffed it anyway. There's no way we're getting points from this. We'll pit for new softs, and if a safety car comes out, we might be in a good position. Let's see how it goes. Uh, it's just they're desperate for anything to happen at this point. Antonelli actually does a fantastic double overtake on Colapinto and Oli Behrman. Now, this would be really impressive. I feel it would have been discussed massively if it wasn't for P18. But still, very good. That's the thing with um, Antonelli. So Antonelli, uh, obviously with the Prima setup, it hasn't worked out on this race. I'm sure as we go out for the season, Prima will get it right and we will be having Oli Behrman and Kimi Antonelli fighting for wins and possibly even the championship if they can get it right relatively quickly. But despite not having the pace... Kimi Antonelli, I still think, was very impressive this weekend. Lots of really good overtakes, really like dramatic overtakes over both races. We'll get into it more as we carry on. Uh, Correa's mirrors have fallen off on lap 14, and Hauger is up to P7. O'Sullivan, for the first time in the race, actually overtakes someone and is up to P8 as the crossover starts to happen of the softs falling off and the hards uh, being able to maintain their pace. Victor Martins has an issue on lap 15 and Hajar is able to pass him for P3. Taylor Barnard is now 20th out of the 21 cars on the track or who are currently on the track because there was one retirement after starting p2 and just retires the car so an awful awful race for taylor barnard uh, pepe marty passes victor martins now for p4 on lap 18 martin's tires just fallen away so they split the tires strategy here and martin's had that initial pace but is just falling away Isaac Hajar now complains that his tyres are dead as well Marty passes Hajar for P3 Martin's now down to 6th Portoletto uh, passes O'Sullivan and Martin's up to P7 uh, then O'Sullivan passes Martins up to P8. So Martins drastically fell down within the last 10 laps or so. Uh, the final um, over... Oh, sorry, Miata then passes Martins. Borsalezzo passes Hauger for P6. But as we cross the line, it is Zayn Maloney taking the win in the, uh, in the sprint race. Jack Crawford gets a very good P2. And Pepe Marti, the stop-and-go F1, F3 driver of the year 2023, finishes third and gets a podium on his debut. Fantastic stuff for Pepe Marti. And then we have to scroll through the pages here to get to the feature. But yeah, great sprint race there for F2. And here we go into another great 
feature race with Gabriel uh, Bortoletto on pole, Isaac Hadjar alongside him there. Of course, the mining disqualification pushes him to the back of the grid. And I have to say, before we get into this race, Gabriel Bortoletto's car looks dreadful. It's one of the ugliest cars I've ever seen in my entire life. So it has the Invicta yellow and blue main design, and because he's in the McLaren Academy, they also have an orange rear wing. It looks dreadful. Anyway, Bortoletto has a very, very, very slow start, and Zayn Maloney is not only all over him, but also all over Isaac Hadjar. Maloney goes from P3 to first place before turn one. Great start from Zayn Maloney. Bortoletto then hits Hauger and forces him into a spin, and then Fittipaldi goes into the side of him. And looking at the replays, I don't really understand how Fittipaldi did this, because there was like four drivers in front of him who all avoided uh, Hajar, then Fittipaldi just went BAM! right into the side of him um, Bortoletto now down to 4th place there is a safety car here on lap 2, Ollie Behrman had the worst start of anyone despite starting, what was he, 17th 18th, something like that, it got worse the car just didn't start off the line, so he went right to the back of the grid, he then went all the way around in like first gear, went into the pits, they had to restart the car like three or four times, and then he was back out again, very much saved by the fact that there was a safety car, otherwise he would have been massively behind the rest of the grid. Uh, there's a 10 second penalty for Bortoletto for causing the collision, but on the restart lap 5, Zay Maloney gets away really well, Marty is able to pass Hadjar for P3, then Crawford passes Bortoletto for P5. Uh, there's a safety car infringement warning for Paul Aaron, Miata and Jack Crawford, but uh, apparently that was fine, that just went away in the end. Marty is on another tear here, passes O'Sullivan for P2 on lap 7, and then uh, Correa is out. We're not too sure what happened with Correa, um, but he's just out. I, I don't know what happened. We get Bortoletto and Hauger battling for P5. This starts on lap 8 and on lap 9. Bortoletto was able to get the move done there. Victor Martins pits incredibly early. He was the first one to have a proper pit stop that wasn't issue related. And he started on the hard tyres. He went from the hards to the softs on lap 11. Very early move from him. Uh, Miata and Vashore are battling for P7. Miata is able to get past there, and then he is able to pass Hauger two laps later for P6. Taylor Barnard comes in. Now, Taylor Barnard had an awful sprint race, and it's about to get worse. Taylor Barnard comes in, has a pit stop that lasted approximately seven years, and then when he goes out of the pits, his tyres still aren't connected to the car. So he has to come back in again. Awful weekend for Taylor Barnard despite an okay qualifying for a PHM. Uh, Cordiel and Behrman are both coming into the pits, but Cordiel does not see Behrman is alongside him and drives right into the side of him. Great stuff from him. Apparently that will be looked at after the race. Uh, Crawford pits from P3 on lap 17, but has an incredibly slow stop and then stalls the car and is out of the race from here on out, but we just get cuts back to him over and over and over again of the team just desperately trying to restart the car. Even like five laps later, we're cutting back, can they restart the car? And they just can't. So awful for Crawford, who had a podium in the sprint, was in a really good position here, but is unable to carry on. Uh, Vashor gets a penalty for speeding in the pit lane. Aaron gets a penalty for speeding in the pit lane. Then we cut to Victor Martins, who made that early pit, but is now out. He's going down the start-finish straight, and the car just turns off. Electrical issue, 
Victor Martins out of the race. Um, Zane Maloney pits from P1. Pepe Marti follows him in, as does Bortoletto. They're all expecting a safety card to come out for Martin, so he is prejudging that. They all pit. Uh, a safety card does come out, and the interesting thing here is Kush Miney has not pit. So Kush Miney, he had pole position, he got disqualified, he's gone to the back, and despite that, He's now leading the race behind the safety car. He does come into the pits, though, on lap 20 and comes out in 11th, but in a very good position. Uh, Rafael Villagomez gets a five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. On lap 21, the safety car comes to an end. And another fantastic start here from Zane Maloney. He controls things really, really well. Miata loses loads of places here. He's down to P10 in just one lap. Uh, we get the very first Behrman-Antonelli battle here. For P8, Antonelli is able to come out on top. But I do think that Behrman had an issue or something. We saw a little bit of his front wing fell off from the hits before with Cordiel. But I think that something else was wrong here as well. Because he just dramatically loses pace. He was massively slow. Even slower than a bad Prima should be. So he dramatically falls down the order down to P13. Antonelli passes for sure for P7, but then Miney gets past both of them for P7 two laps later. Uh, Bortoletto then passes Antonelli uh, for P8. Marty is on the back of uh, Zach O'Sullivan and is able to get past him for P2 on lap 27. Then Aaron passes O'Sullivan for P3 on lap 28. Colapinto passes Hauger for P5. Hauger really strongly fights back but was not able to get that position back. There's a battle for P5 now which lasts until the end of the race. It's Colapinto versus Hauger versus Miney versus Bortoletto and this was absolutely fantastic. Bortoletto was able to pass Miney on P... on... Uh, Lap 30 for P7 after Miney goes a little bit too deep trying to get past Hauger. Hauger then goes off the track and is passed by Bortoletto and Miney for P6. Uh, Bortoletto passes Colapinto, but then Colapinto gets him back and they fight all the way to the line, but Colapinto does come out ahead to keep that P5. Now, as we cross the line, the winner of the race doing the double is Zane Maloney. An absolute masterclass from Zane Maloney. Fantastic stuff here, you know. He was dropped by the Red Bull Academy over the winter break, picked up by the Sauber Academy, comes here, wins the sprint, wins the feature, leading the championship. Great start to the season for him. P2 is Pepe Marti, his debut weekend in Formula 2, and two podiums for him. The, once again, the stop-and-go F1, F3 driver of the year 2023, making a great start to F2 in 2024. And then Paul Aron completes the podium in P3, his first proper year of Formula 2. He had the one race at the end of the year last year, but this is his first proper year getting a podium here. Fantastic stuff for him. Fantastic racing all around from F2. Like I said, you know, <clears throat> going into this, we had a lot of hype. And I think the eyes of the world were on the likes of your Antonelli and your Behrman and your Victor Martins. I think those were the favourites for the title and still very much might be the favourites for the title. But coming out of this, those were not the stars that shone today. You had the likes of your Maloney, your uh, Pepe Marti, Cush Miney was fantastic, Bortoletto was fantastic. You know, there's those names that you didn't necessarily expect to be talking about coming out of F2 this weekend were the ones that really shone the most. And as for Hero of F2, 
If you're new to the channel, Hero of F2, we don't give for the person who's necessarily the best, but the person who was the most entertaining over the weekend. And there's loads of names we could go for here. Bortoletto's definitely in the conversation. Pepe Marti's definitely in the conversation. But after that masterclass, we have to go for not only the person who was the most entertaining, but the person who was the best. And that was Zayn Maloney doing the double on the weekend. Absolutely fantastic. A fantastic way to start F2 in 2024 very impressed. Can't wait to next weekend in Saudi to see what happens there. And of course, F1 Academy will be there as well. So all very exciting as we go into 2024. And of course, we're not over, we're not finished today because F1 will be on in a few hours' time. We've got a little bit of a break before we're back up here again talking about the Formula 1. So still a lot to come this weekend. Make sure, make sure you subscribe for all of it. And I will see you next time. Until then, though. Have a good one. Goodbye.